When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polares. On Sunday, the 49ers fell to the Cincinnati Bengals 31-17 in Week 8, the team's third straight loss of the season. After all was said and done, what went wrong for the 49ers on Sunday? Yeah, I think it comes down to just execution, and that's something we've heard in the back-to-back losses on the road, and it's something that came up again. Uh, Just inconsistency across the board. Uh, I think tackling has been an issue when it hasn't been in the past. Um... You know, players just got to execute at a higher level, including myself. Um, we got to play more as a unit. There's got to be more hunt to the football at all three levels. There's got to be more penalty-free football. Um, like I said, execution got to be higher. We think that we're, we're preparing hard. We think that we're putting a lot of work in. Obviously, we're not doing enough. You know, there's got to be more. There's got to be more there. You know, it's just what it is. Yeah, I mean... It, we gotta be we gotta be better on third and long. Like that's gotta be an automatic off the field. You know, when we get them backed up in a third and long situation, I think back to back weeks we had one last week where it was about a third and twelve, and we gave up a check down for a first down in the, in the beginning of the game. Same thing this game, but at the end of the day, like that's not back breaking. Like I think we gotta we gotta be better at bouncing back. You know, off of adversity. Like who cares if they get a first down? You know, backed up in that situation early in the game. Like, like how are we gonna respond? You know, like it is what it is. I mean, we haven't shown that we can play from behind and come back and win a football game. So that's something that we got to address and, and get better at. Uh, we can't just be a team that can only win when we're up. You know what I'm saying? So that's I'm sure that's something we'll look at. And the easy thing right now to do is to, is to say, you know, I'm is to tuck away somewhere. Stuff is hard. You're down 3-0. You know, kind of hide in the corner. But I promise, like that's that's not the type of guys that we got. That's not who I am. I know I'm going to stand tall. I'm going to continue to rally the team. I'm going to continue to show up and put the most work in I can. And words are great. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and just give you a speech, but like I'm actions obviously got to lead first. So uh, that's just what, what we're going to do. Um, you know, head coach Kyle Shanahan pointed to missed tackles, penalties that were very costly for the 49ers. And on the offensive side, a couple interceptions and a lost f- or and a fumble from Brock Purdy that really when you're losing the turnover battle it makes it an uphill battle to ultimately 
take ownership of the game and get the dub. And, you know, it was a little bit of everything that didn't go right, and it combined into the 49ers' third straight loss. They'll now be heading into the bye with a 5-3 and three record. And, you know, they were hoping to be in a different spot, but they are looking forward to the week to just reset because it sounds like that's what the team needs. Absolutely, and it's been a tough few weeks for the team. You could tell that from all of the post-game press conferences that the players are taking these losses hard and they're going to continue learning from them and they'll have a week of rest and reflection in their bye week. But today, let's look back at some of the takeaways from Sunday's game. First off, CMC worked his way to the top spot in the league record books after scoring a few times on Sunday. Can you tell us more about the scoring streak he's been working on? Yeah, uh, Christian McCaffrey had two touchdowns uh, in Sunday's loss to the Bengals, but he actually extended his NFL touchdown scoring streak of one or more touchdowns in 17 straight games, and that's including the playoffs. He's now tied with Hall of Fame running back Lenny Moore for that record. Um, You know, he went and put up the first touchdown of the game and then had a four-yard receiving touchdown later on. So just a continuous production from CMC, and we've seen that week in and week out. Um, And so he's set himself up for a lot of success and is certainly contributing to the team. Um, As a whole, they just all need to put it together. Yeah, against the Bengals, McCaffrey recorded 12 carries for 54 yards and a touchdown on the ground, in addition to his six catches for 64 yards and a touchdown through the air. Definitely a major key to the team's offense throughout the season. And before Sunday's contest, we talked about how the team was going to rely on physical playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, and that came into fruition as we saw tight end George Kittle have a big game in Week 8 as the reception yards leader and making some records on Sunday also. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, there's uh, actually a couple, uh, I guess, uh, a couple categories in which George Kittle continued to solidify himself. Um, So, like you mentioned, he was a reception yards leader of Week 8, so nine catches for 149 yards against the Bengals. That marks his season high in reception yards. Um, And along with that, he was 92 yards shy of breaking a 49ers franchise record for most receiving yards by a tight end. Obviously, he had 149 on Sunday, so he now owns that record outright with 5,697 receiving yards, and he passed Vernon Davis, who previously held the record, with 5,640 yards. These are a lot of numbers. Um, And then he actually overtook former 49ers wide receiver John Taylor uh, on the 49ers all-time reception yards list. So he is now sixth all-time in franchise history. So a big congratulations to George Kittle. Wow, what a legendary 49ers tight end. And it's not done for Kittle. We're going to see him working throughout the season. I'm excited to see where he goes with this record and keep on pushing it forward. Now, let's get to the defense's game from Sunday. We heard it from linebacker Fred Warner himself that he wasn't proud of their performance against the Bengals, and it simply did not look good allowing 31 points to Cincinnati. However, there were some bright moments from the D-line specifically. We saw Eric Armstead get after Joe Burrow for two sacks after not seeing any sacks from that group last week. What did you think of the 49ers' pass rush on Sunday? Yeah, I think there was definitely an emphasis on just finishing because, like you mentioned, on Monday Night Football, 
no sacks, and that's something you don't want to see from a defensive line that just has this immense amount of talent. And it was certainly a big day for Eric Armstead. He had two sacks, and that was actually the first time he's recorded two or more sacks in a game since week 17 of 2021. Obviously, in 2022, he was dealing with just some lingering injuries that kept him off the field for quite a bit. So you are just very happy anytime you see a defensive lineman put together a really big game. And then the third sack of the day was split between Nick Bosa and Cleveland Farrell. So again, just a huge improvement from the 49ers D-line. Awesome. Well, three straight losses are tough, but it's really not the end of the world for the Niners as they enter their bye week. The team still has a winning record. They're still looking pretty good in their division. What's some optimism you can share with the faithful entering this bye? Yeah, you know, I think it's important to keep the perspective of even just last season, right? This team didn't get its fifth win in 2022 until week 10 when they defeated the Chargers. So they're taking a winning record into the bye week. This is going to allow the people that need to get healthy, like wide receiver Debo Samuel and all-pro left tackle Trent Williams, who did not play, neither of them played. They're going to have an extra week to deal with Debo is dealing with a hairline fracture in his shoulder. Trent Williams had an ankle injury after getting rolled up in that Browns game. So time is very, very good. And then we heard from Fred Warner and George Kittle that this time is also going to allow the team to fester this bad feeling a little bit. And that doesn't necessarily sound great, but you want to be upset about this type of streak and the loss. And the team is certainly feeling that. The good thing is that both of them pointed to the locker room and the strength and the mentality of it and that this isn't going to get the guys in that locker room down. They're going to use it as motivation and they're going to come back stronger for week 10 after taking a little bit of time off to reset. So I think that what you're going to see in the second half is just a recharged 49ers team and that's what you want to see. We're going to get better from this. I know we're going to get better from it. Um, and you look back, hey, last year I think we were sitting at three and four. We had Trish, Christian McCaffrey added that. We still lost and we're like, oh, what do we need to fix? We just need to play better. And that's our overall theme. We just need to play better. Um, and I also, losing your third game going into a bye week, God, that's not really fun. But the good news is, is it kind of you sit on that and it's going to fester and it's going to be really annoying. And am I going to be able to enjoy my bye week? I I will, but the back of my head is just going to be like, let's stop, stop losing. And how am I going to be better? What can I do better? And there's like three or four plays that I probably could have been better in that football game. And you know, we'll come back and we'll look at the film and I'm going to play better. I mean, losing's weird in general. I hate it. It sucks. Um, I'd much rather win, but um, you know, years passed. Like we backed ourselves into a corner, you know, backs against the wall, whatever it was, and um, you know, we dug down and we went on runs and we were able to put ourselves in positions to get into the playoffs. And um, you know, what, what's football without a little adversity? And you don't want it to be easy all the time. You want to go through these grimy games, these crappy games, I guess. Um, you know, you'd prefer to win them, but um, I think we have the team, we have the men on, on, on this team. Uh, that are going to respond well to adversity and we're going to do our best and we're going to go out there and we're going to play at a high level and we're going to play better. All right. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First and 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in.
You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.